Today on Pilgrim Radio's His People, John Dunlap with strategies for retiring well. If you haven't had a good physical, some blood work lately, you better get get going on it. You may be behind in some of your cancer screens and those things I think are important because they may contribute to prolonging your productive years and uh, being a good steward of your body. John Dunlap, next. Seventy-five-year-old Dr. John Dunlap says preparing for retirement involves more than just financial planning. It comes with many added considerations like when to retire, where to live, and how to spend your time. Drawing on his work with older patients and his own retirement experience, Dr. Dunlap wrote, Retiring Well, Strategies for Finding Balance, Setting Priorities, and Glorifying God. John, tell us the background to the book. First, I'll respond a little bit facetiously. I was planning to retire six months before my wife. And so I figured for those six months, I would spend writing a book on retirement. And then I would read it. And then I would decide what to do. (laughs) So you are retired. How long have you been retired? Uh, Just about two years. How do you define retirement? Is it uh, a cessation of all work, or can we define it the way that we want to? No, it's kind of time to to change gears, to uh, kind of function with a new set of priorities, to rebalance your life, make more of an impact. Would you say it's not working as much as you did? Although you you can continue to work in retirement, right? You can. And in fact, I I fully retired uh, six years before I retired. So I I retired and then I worked three days a week. And then I fully retired two years ago. Now, you say you fully retired six years ago, but then you continued to work. Were you doing the same kind of work? Did you continue practicing medicine? That's when we left Chicago and we moved to Connecticut. And uh, Yale was kind enough to let me work three days a week. I was doing some teaching, but more I was seeing patients and practicing medicine. Before I get into these strategies, what guidance does the scripture give about retirement? Well, it doesn't give too much specifically. It's only, retirement's only mentioned on one occasion, and that's in numbers, when priests uh, who served in the, uh, that time in the tabernacle were required to stop the heavy work of sacrifice animals and had to do more guard duty after age 50. And so they were taken out of the really strenuous physical work and had to do the less strenuous job of guarding the tabernacle ground. So that's the only explicit passage that talks about sort of a, a decrease or a drawing back, a pulling back on That's the amount. Right. 
but 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 you know when you read the rest of scripture you see all these guidelines that were given uh do all for the glory of god and uh, uh many other places in scripture we have these general guidelines for how we should be spending our time and the privilege of retirement is now we we really don't have to answer to our our employer we can just answer to God and how we are using that time. Well, it's interesting that uh, while you say that the Bible has really very little, uh, except the the portion that you just cited a moment ago, at least in general, uh, about retirement, but it does have some things to say about how God views old age, as I understand it. Uh, can you tell us uh, what the Scripture says about following the Lord as uh, yeah. going to your senior years? Old age is a time to flourish. It's a, a time to be productive, uh, to really live, as we said before, by our priorities. And uh, that includes time to just grow closer to the Lord, to get to know Him better, to spend time in the Word, to spend time in prayer. Uh, in one sense, to kind of prepare us for being in His own presence and uh, in heaven. What senior citizens in Scripture are highlighted? Are there some significant ones? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think of uh, Anna in the temple when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus in for uh, Simeon, uh, who would spend their time in the temple in the Lord's presence for, uh, I think, of Psalm 90, which encourages us to continue to be active and involved in serving the Lord. There's, there's many passages that help us understand how we should be spending our time. And, and Moses, wasn't he a senior citizen as well? Yeah, 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 he took his job when he was 80, worked for another 40 years. Well, Dr. John Dunlop is my guest today on His People. We're talking about his book, Retiring Well, Strategies for Finding Balance, setting priorities and glorifying God. He practiced geriatric medicine for 38 years. He also taught at Yale School of Medicine as well. John, in your book, you, you give 10 strategies for retiring well, and I wonder if I could ask you about those, uh, if you could uh, expand uh, upon them. But the first one is to determine your priorities. How, how do you go about doing that? You, you know, it requires time, effort, and careful thinking. Um, and in this context, I, I like to think of Mary and Martha, uh, who entertained Jesus one night for, for dinner. And uh, Mary was busy, busy in the kitchen preparing uh, the, the dinner. She even started to complain a little bit that Mary, her sister, was, was uh, not helping. But Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, just listening to his teaching and being caught up with who he was as, as a person. And Jesus said that, you know, Mary really has chosen the better thing. And the, the, the two of them illustrate this tension, which I think we should feel as we are laying out our priorities for retirement, a balance between serving and savoring to just sit at Jesus' feet and enjoy Him. 
And I don't, you know, I think Jesus probably enjoyed the dinner that Martha made. Mm -hmm. uh, so we don't, don't discount that. But Mary, he thought, chose the better thing. And in terms of determining priorities, I mean, once you step away from day-to-day -day work, you have all kinds of things that you can do. I mean, you can get more involved in your church, if you're involved in church, friends, and some of these things, of course, we'll be talking about. But as you said, it takes careful planning. Yeah, to, to expand on that a little bit, Bill, I, I think my recommendation when people first retire is do what you've been putting off. If you need to clean the garage, if you need to get the car serviced, if you need to uh, get to see your doctor, get your will redone, these are all things that you've probably put off. Now, just go ahead and get them done. Then two, I like to call it taking a sabbatical. Hmm. Take time to just allow yourself to be reprogrammed. Learn to relax. You've probably had most friends, most of the contact you've had with others uh, through your work, and you need to start just enjoying being with other people just for the sake of enjoying them as people. And during that time, your sabbatical, start investigating other places where you can serve. And then once you feel like you're refreshed, you're renewed, uh, then it's time to get into other ways to serve people. And in doing that, you're serving the Lord. Uh, should you have some kind of goals in retirement? I think that part of setting your priorities, yes. Not, not everybody will have our, our experience, but Dorothy and I were really praying about what we should do in our retirement. Uh, we moved, we lived less than a mile from one of our sons and his two kids. And then he and his wife announced that they were having twins. Oh. <laughs> All of a sudden we knew. <laughs> it's you, delightful. John, you, another one of these uh, strategies for retiring well, you say, is to retire at the right time. What is the right time? I'm, I'm sure it's different for different people, but how do you determine that? Well, assuming there's no financial constraints, you need to recognize what you're getting out of your work. And uh, your work tends to give you a lot of friendships and gives you a lot of meaning in your life. And uh, you need to put those things kind of down in one column. And then you need to start thinking about what is your work keeping you from doing that you could really productively get involved in. And uh, when those two columns start to balance out, then it's time to retire. And, uh, of course, for some, those that may be involved in some kind of government occupation, uh, the right time may be different. It may just be an age you get to and out the door. Well, another one you say, and I, perhaps you've given us a little bit of a, of a hint of this, is retire in the right place. And uh, you, after retiring, I think you told us that you moved to first to uh, Connecticut to work at Yale for a few days a week, and then... Uh, to be then you moved to be near uh, one of your sons now there's grand of course there's grandchildren so uh, is, is that what you mean by the right place whether or not you want to stay where you are or how do you determine yeah, that th there's two parts to that question one is geography mm -hmm. and uh, uh, you know our friends in chicago when we told them that we were moving to new england they said you guys are crazy why don't you move to florida and uh 
you know, we, we decided that family was so much more important than thermometers. And uh, we're so glad we did. But it also involves, you know, what type of, where are you going to live? And uh, there's so many options of staying in your own home, uh, getting into something smaller. Uh, we chose to live in a condo and uh, don't have as many uh, caretaking responsibilities. And uh, th that's part of it. Or do you want to be in a retirement community? I remember so many of my older patients would say, Doc, I don't want to live in a place where there's only old folks like me. And uh, we sit in our condo and we hear the kids playing out in the courtyard. And uh, we really enjoy that. That's the right place. Yeah. Another one of these strategies, uh, John, you say, is to take care of yourself. It's strategies for going into retirement. Uh, can you give us a, a bit of an overview of what you're, you're thinking of? Yeah, I mean, now I have to speak as a doc. Uh, and part of it, I think, is if you haven't had a good physical, some blood work lately, you better get, get going on it. You may be behind in some of your cancer screens. And those things, I think, are important because they may contribute to prolonging your productive years and uh, being a good steward of your body. You may need to get into an exercise program. You need to join a gym or talk with a trainer. Uh, you get their advice on how you can kind of whip that old body into shape. Because once again, it may contribute to your uh, years of being productive for the Lord. And social, socializing, those yeah. kind of things. Yeah, we talked about uh, making friends just for the sake of making friends. I mean, I think of my dad. Dad was a was an entrepreneur. I mean, he started several businesses. He started several churches. Uh, he started a Christian radio station. Hmm. Uh, he was always involved with doing things and with other people. He was always having meetings and planning things. And then after he retired, I would see dad sitting around and just chatting with people and enjoying them. And that was so good. And I, we're going to get to this uh, perhaps in a bit more detail, but spiritually, uh, taking care of yourself. Uh, actually, that's that's the next one on your list, loving God. And I think you Im perhaps Im imply that for a lot of, lot of working people, they're perhaps their spiritual lives, not that they've necessarily been neglecting them, but when you retire, it opens up a whole lot more time to to do that, to draw near God, to become involved in church or serving in a nonprofit or what have you. Oh, it sure does. I mean, personally, I've always loved studying the scriptures, and uh, I've always put a priority on it and would spend one night each week, two and a half hours every week, studying the scriptures, and it took me 30 years to get through all of the, the Bible. And uh, now I'm so blessed. I sit here in my office where I'm sitting now and uh, uh, spend about an hour, an hour and a half every day. And after six years of that, I'm just finishing getting through the scriptures a second time and uh, spending much more time in prayer than I was ever able to do before. It is such a blessing. 
And in terms of church involvement, uh, obviously people are involved in church, whether, whether they're working or not, but we're talking about the context of retirement. How important is that involvement, that participation in a local body for a retired person? Well, I, I think it it's often discounted. I mean, I, I talk to a lot of seniors, and they, they somehow have the idea that uh, the younger generation is not interested in what they have to say. And that may have been true when our generation was growing up. I mean, we, we coined the term the generation gap. And... Uh, uh, you would not see a college kid, uh, I shouldn't call them kids, but uh, college age going to seniors and asking for advice. But we were so impressed a couple of years ago, uh, we were at, at church and uh, obviously a younger person, must have been around 20, came up to Dorothy and I and she, she said, you two have gray hair, do you mind if I ask you some questions? I think the scripture says was, the same thing, the gray head. That was, uh, that was just encouraging uh, to uh, continue to be involved with, with younger people. Well, we're talking about retiring well, strategies for finding balance, setting priorities, and glorifying God. Of course, that's the overarching uh, point, the overarching goal. Uh, these 10 strategies we're talking about, John, uh, the next one, making good friends. You talked about that a bit, that again... Uh, I, I think you were just saying that uh, a lot of times during the working uh, portion of a person's life that uh, many of their social contacts revolve around work, but once work is no longer in the picture, uh, it, it does become pretty important to, to make friends. But then, as you said, you can also enjoy them more and take more time. You're maybe not as rushed. Absolutely. And, and also offer more opportunities for spiritual ministry to two people and uh, hearing their what they're dealing with and trying to be of some what help we can. And this is one that you've touched on too, enjoying and strengthening your family. Here you are enjoying your grandchildren, your, your son as well, but your grandchildren. And uh, not everybody has that opportunity, but if you do, I, you're suggesting to think about it, to, to consider it, to pray about it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that the scriptures I think only on one occasion, maybe two, use the term grandchildren, hmm. but it re they repeatedly refer to children's children. And uh, if you go to your concordance and look up grandchildren, you won't see much. But if you look at children's children, there's a lot of advice. Leaving uh, finances, so to speak, to your children's children. That It's part of it. Proverbs suggests you might do that. And uh, uh, but just developing spiritual relationships with grandchildren is such a privilege. Another on this list of 10 strategies of retiring well, John, is to avoid destructive pitfalls. What kinds of pitfalls are you trying to warn people to watch out for? No, I had a, in, at a Christian camp a couple of years ago and was talking about these, these issues. And uh, I, I asked a uh, if people would volunteer to come and help me understand what they were struggling with. And about 20 people came and basically they, they thought their biggest pitfall was too much attention on themselves. Mm. Just preoccupied with how they were feeling with what they were able to do and how much they were enjoying life. 
but then there's there's others. I mean, so often depression develops as we get older, and uh, substance abuse. I mean, it's amazing how many seniors are, you know, taking a few too many of their painkillers, or become dependent on sleeping pills, or alcohol is a huge issue uh, in the senior group. And that's true for Christians, too. I think you point out that even pornography can be a a pitfall. Right. Sexual issues, particularly for the men, is just so destructive. So basically what you're saying is the sanctification process continues. It doesn't stop just because you retire from your job. Nope, it'll stop when we get to heaven. (laughs) We have a couple more of these to talk about. One is to get busy. And here you are retired. We're talking about retirement. You're talking about slowing down and and savoring things and taking a sabbatical and learning to rest. So that sounds a little different than getting busy. What do you mean by getting busy? After our sabbatical, after we've reprogrammed ourselves and uh, you can learn to get by without the stresses of work, we need to start looking for opportunities to serve. And uh, uh, we, we want to do good. I mean, it's amazing how much of the New Testament challenges us to do good, just serving people, helping people. I think we, we want to be able to use our time in such a way as we can, can continue to keep it in balance. The, I see some people retire and immediately they jump into mm-hmm. wonderfully good service opportunities, but they don't take time for the Lord and they're not balancing the, the you know, the Mary and the Martha issues. And uh, I, I think another priority that we have is we want to be involved with the younger generation. Tonight we are, we'll have our small group from church uh, over, and uh, we we have four people in their twenties and two in their thirties, and then the we jump to fifties and sixties, and ourselves in the seventies, just balancing out our involvement with several generations and helping them. I think in your book you point out, uh, John, that uh, this sense of being busy isn't the only contributor to it, but it's one aspect that can help people find that sense of purpose, which maybe they had only found in their work. And since they're not working anymore, at least in in their career, there's that sense of you, you can find purpose, as you said, in serving others, which ultimately is serving God. And one example that struck me was that of Jan and Joe, a couple, and you kind of lay out their schedule, what they do kind of throughout the week. Can you, can you give a little sense of that, just to give a little glimpse into what a retired couple, retired person, but a retired couple does with their time? Yeah, you know, this is a good friend. I never use people's real names, but uh, good friends and they they get up every morning and they have breakfast together and they go for a walk and they come back for their prayer time and they Sundays they pray for the church Mondays they pray for the nation Tuesday uh, for friends and uh, we're on the list for Fridays uh, and uh, just using their time well then and then they are son and daughter in law they have no faith. Their, their children gave the, them permission to share the gospel with their grandchildren. 
They have home activity scheduled in the evenings, but usually uh, some time uh, with other friends and just keeping so active, so busy, and so engaged in God's work. Now, if I can ask, with you and your wife, what does your week look like? Yeah, well, we, we both get up. We, we, we've always gone to bed and gotten up together, so we're up at 5.30. Uh, I, I'm one of these guys who has to get food when I get up. She usually takes a five-mile walk every day. Five-mile walk? Uh, uses that to listen to podcasts and to pray. And uh, then she comes back for breakfast. I'd be wilted by then. Uh, and uh, then we, we have our larger meal uh, midday. And I have a small thing at supper. Afternoons, we were with the kids, the grandkids, one or two afternoons a week. And uh, we have other projects. We have a very wonderful couple who is here for couple of years. Uh, he's doing doctoral work at the Divinity School, but their main mission is to, the, to, in the Muslim world, and we uh, get over and help them with some housework. Another afternoon we've been spending with a woman from our church who is about our age and suffers from pretty severe dementia, mm. and uh, just get, uh, get her out when the weather allows and go for a walk together just be able to serve in that way. And and finally, uh, in these 10 strategies for retiring well, in your book, Retiring Well, uh, John, uh, be flexible, adaptable, and resilient. That is so yeah. critical, because this is the age when life changes. And, you know, if we don't learn to be resilient, we, we, we suffer for it. I remember talking to a woman, it was an intermission at a concert, this was several years ago, and uh, she described how she had gotten married young and her had five children and her husband passed away. So she raised her children and then she remarried and they bought an old Victorian house and rehabbed it. And it was near a university and she used to host and live with her international music students. She would go to all of their concerts after her husband died, just had such a full life. And uh, I said, wow, you have had one amazing life. And she said, no, I've had five amazing <laughs> lives. She had that resilience, that ability to accept changes as they came, pick up and go and build up from there. Uh, are, are there any last thoughts or perhaps keys that you might want to leave us with of encouragement to retiring in a way that brings glory to God? Well, Bill, that's just it. There's so much potential we have when we retire, and it's the potential we have that brings honor and praise and glory to our Lord Jesus that really is key. You've been listening to His People on Pilgrim Radio. Many thanks to our guest, retired physician Dr. John Dunlap, author of Retiring Well, Strategies for Finding Balance, Setting Priorities, and Glorifying God. Coming up on tomorrow's program, it's Alicia Plummer reminding us whether you marry in the future or not, God has a plan while you remain single. But I think we also have expectations in our relationship with God that aren't necessarily correct. And mine for a long time was that 
I would get to be married in my relationship with God if I fulfilled my relationship with God properly. That's tomorrow at the same time, right here on His People. Thanks for listening.